Praise God. Thank you for being here today. It is indeed a privilege to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, I'm sure you noticed a little difference when you came in today. We're in the process of trying to help make this more a sanctuary and uh, not a, a uh, an entry area. Sometimes it's hard to separate. This is church. That's entry. That's where we fellowship. And here's where we worship and pray. All right? And so we're going to try to make that a little more accommodating. And uh, we're thankful for your patience in our journey. It has been a journey. And uh, sometimes that's uh, not what we bargain for, but it's what we have. So we have a choice. We can either kick our heels up and dig our heels in and and refuse to move or we can say God if this is the direction then help me lead me show me amen I remember and I don't want to bring back a lot of bad memories but I remember when the water started rising I cursed them I rebuked them but they kept rising and uh You can sometimes do all of that and circumstances still happen that are contrary to what you want or what you desire. But when it's all said and done, you and I have an option. We can sit around and have a pity party and uh, we can throw a fit and have a temper tantrum. And we've all done that. I've been involved in that a little bit myself. But after it's all said and done and it's all out of your system, you got to wake up and realize that God must have had his hand in this or he wouldn't have let it happen. And sometimes I think God has to push us out of our comfort zone so we'll really walk in the areas that we claim that we believe God is able to work in. Amen. I want to talk to you a little bit about that today if I can. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Genesis chapter 13. I'm going to read beginning with verse number 18. Sound men, please forgive me. My iPad crashed this morning, and so I'm having to go back to the old way of paper. And uh, that's just a little bit different for me. used to be normal. Or chapter 13, verse number... Go figure that out. Genesis chapter 14, or chapter 13, verse number 14. Please... Uh, come this evening, our service will be geared toward our graduates, but let's take a moment to honor them for their achievement. And uh, a lot of parents are going to breathe a sigh of relief whew, that you finally got here. Uh, your problems aren't over, but at least you got this one behind you. So we're going to rejoice with the parents and with the young people that have graduated. We're going to honor them after the service with a little get together so please be mindful of that genesis chapter 13 verse 14 and it says and the lord said unto abram after that lot was separated from him lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward for all the land say all the land which thou seest To thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, them shall thy seed also 
then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Then Abram removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. When Joshua came to the promised land, the Lord again came with a very similar reassurance that everywhere the soles of your feet shall trod, I will give it thee. It was based upon a promise that had been given many years ago to a man by the name of Abram. When God makes a promise, He always keeps it. He always keeps it. But my subject this morning is this. You've got to walk in it before it works. Say that with me. You've got to walk in it before it works. Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. There is no way today that I could stress to you enough or underscore in your mind how important the Word of God is. It is more than just a book that you carry around with you. It is an ever-abiding, ever-living Word. It is not History, though it contains history, but it is the revelation of the Almighty. It is God's plan for humanity from beginning to end. The scripture says that heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall stand forever. God's message, God's completed revelation The word of life that we have read from this morning, I cannot stress enough to you how critical it is to my life and to yours. It is according to this word, pure and perfect. It is trustworthy. It is true. It is enduring. It is effectual. It is living and active. Paul said in Hebrews 4 that it is a living word. It is alive and it is sharper than a two-edged sword piercing even through the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. No wonder it is likened to a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It is often referred to as fire. Again, in scripture, it is spoken of as seed. Seed is a powerful Principle. It is a powerful promise that there is power in the smallest of things when they are utilized and when they are properly activated. When you take a seed and you take it out of the packet, you only see the outer shell of something that looks small and very insignificant. And as long as you hold it, And as long as you put it in your pocket or lay it on the shelf, it will never become more than it is. One of the interesting things that was discovered several years ago 
by the archaeologists when they were exploring some of the pyramids in Egypt was that they came into one and they found inside of a uh, a coffin. They found some seed that had been placed there from hundreds and hundreds of years before. They wondered what had happened during this time. And so they took these seeds and they planted them. And lo and behold, after hundreds and hundreds of years, when the seed was put in the proper environment, it began to grow and grow into what it was designed to be. That is the power of the Word of God. Sometimes that word lays inactive in our heart. I can't tell you how many sermons I've heard preached in my lifetime. As a matter of fact, I think I've heard enough that I shouldn't have to worry about being lost. But I still need to hear the word because that word is continuing to have relevance in my life on a day-by-day basis. And so it is important that I keep hearing, but it is also important that I use And I activate what I have already been given. Because if it just lays around on the shelf or it just lays around in our mind and we never act upon it or we never do anything with it, then it never becomes what God intended for it to become in our life. God has given to us many promises, great and precious promises, but some of them have not come to pass. And I'm going to tell you this morning why I believe some of them have not come to pass. They're not because the word is ineffective, but because we are ineffective. Amen. The Bible speaks of the word having the activities and the agencies of healing and making us free and illuminating and making wise. It creates, it regenerates, it produces faith, it rejoices the heart. When we have the right attitude toward the Word of God, we will stand in awe of it. We will speak carefully and faithfully of it. We will speak boldly in it and we will receive and handle it aright. But most importantly, James said that when you get the Word, you also must do it. Amen. Everybody say, do it. Amen. Don't just say it, do it. There's a vast difference in that. Because a lot of us can quote scripture, but some of us haven't ever lived the scripture. And it doesn't become active until we put it in the right environment. It just lays in the heart, waiting to be developed, waiting to be put in the right atmosphere, waiting for the right environment for it to come to life. And I want to help somebody this morning activate a word that God has given to you that's been laying in your life for years perhaps, and yet it has not come to pass. I'm going to tell you what I believe it's going to take for it to come to pass. And I believe it's very simple. It's found in our text. The story of Abram who came out of Ur of the Chaldees By simply a word, God spoke to him and he began to walk in that word. He lived in that word. And in the process of time, his nephew that had come with him, uh, there, there, there came a division and they had to separate and go different ways. And Abraham, Abram being the man of uh, that he was, he gave Lot the choice. You, you choose your direction and, 
And I, then I will go in the opposite direction. And Joe, or, or uh, Lot looked out at the well-watered plains of, uh, of, 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 of Sodom and that area. And he saw it was good to the eye and it was pleasant. And he chose that area. And then God comes and speaks to Abram and said, Now, I want you to go and stand out and I want you to look to the north and the south and the east and the west. And every direction that you look, I'm going to give you. The amazing thing about God is that when you give Him the option and you give Him the privilege of choosing, He'll give you even what you may have thought you had lost. Because when you're looking north, south, east, and west, it included the land that even Lot had chosen. That's how great God is, that when you let God be the one to choose for you, you'll always wind up in a better place than if you decide to do it on your own. But this is the key. After God had spoken to him the promises, I'm going to give you as far as you can see any direction that you look I'm going to give it to you, but now arise and walk through it, walk in it. And I believe that that is the key to activating the word in our life. It's not enough to hold a promise in our heart, but that promise becomes active when we start walking in that word. How many of us are actually walking in the word that God has given to us. We know what it is. We can rehearse it. We can tell every detail about it. But we're not walking in it at the present moment. And we wonder why it has not come to pass. I'm going to tell you why the promises came to pass. And, and, and Abraham possessed his promise was not because the promise was given, but because he walked on the word that God had given him. It wasn't because he walked on the land. It was because he walked on the word. And when you step out on the word, it doesn't matter what direction you're headed. You're going to be blessed. God's going to multiply. God's going to do things in your life that you cannot even imagine. In the new, his buddies in a boat, similar story of a man by the name of Peter who was with his buddies in a boat one day and the storm came up. And while they were trying to figure out how to survive, along comes Jesus walking on the water. It scared them so badly they thought at first it was a ghost. And they, uh, they, they, they thought they were imagining something, but finally, Peter got up the courage to say, Lord, if it's you, bid me come to you. And when he said that, the Lord took him at his word and the Lord gave him a word, come. And Peter crawled out of that boat and began walking on the water. Now I'm going to mess with your mind for just a minute. When Jesus gave the instruction to come, Peter, did he actually walk on the water? The question is seems to be maybe redundant or perhaps uh, of no significance. But my answer is yes and no. Yes, he walked on the water, but no, he didn't walk on the water. You say, what do you mean? I'm, I'm just saying go home and try it for yourself. Go try to walk on water for yourself. 
If you don't believe that you can't walk on water, just try. But what Peter did do was walk on the word. He stepped out on one word, come. And that one word held him up all the time he needed to walk on the water. What I'm saying to you is that it's not enough to have a promise in here. Somehow that promise has got to be activated in our life when we begin to walk on it and claim it and say, this is mine. This is what God has promised. I'm not going to sit here inactive waiting on God to do something when God's already done it. God's waiting on me to do something. Amen. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Amen. Peter walked on the word, a simple word, come. It's better to live on a word than anything else that I know of. And sometimes that word is all that you have. But walk on it anyway. Walk in it anyway. You see, when you walk in the Word, you can face any situation, no matter what you're facing. When you walk on the Word, you can handle any crisis that is in your life. Just walking on the Word, standing on that Word. Sometimes it's nothing but a Word. But one Word from God is better than a thousand from man. And when I've got one word from Him, I can stand on that word and and I can hold my ground even though everything else around me is shaking and coming apart. When I stand on His word, when I walk in His word, the miracle is going to come to pass. Here's what I believe. The reason many times that our promises do not come to pass is because we don't really walk in them. We talk them but we don't walk in them. And there's a vast difference between talking about it and walking in it. That means that you get up in the morning and you live in it and you speak it and you think it and you talk it and everything that you do is governed by that word. Come, stop, stay, trust, believe, have faith. Those simple things that God speaks to us That if we will take them and let them become the platform on which I stand. Some of you think that I'm standing on a wooden platform up here. But the real truth is I am stepping toward plans that the word of God today. That's why I can stretch my hand toward plans that may just be ink and paper right now. But they will become a reality because the promise is not in me. The promise and the power is in his word. And when I put that word under my feet and I begin to walk in it and I live in it and I talk it and I walk it then it begins to come to pass a lot of people are waiting on God to do it they're waiting on God to wave his magic wand and make it happen while they sit comfortably on a pew and file their fingernails and check their text messages and emails They're wanting God to fix it, but they don't want to live it. I'm going to tell you what needs to happen around here. We need to put the word under us and let that become what undergirds us. I don't care what this, what the economy says. I don't care what circumstances say. I don't care what happens on Wall Street. I don't care what happens with all of the big wigs in our world. What I want to know is what does the word of God say? And the word of God says heaven and earth shall pass away. 
but my word shall never pass away. So I'm not putting my confidence in my stock, my stock options. I'm not putting my confidence in the latest, greatest thing that somebody's come up with to make me a millionaire. I'm going to stand on the word because all of that other stuff is going to dissolve and go away. But this word, this word is going to last forever. And if I walk on it, if I just keep it under my feet, if I let it be the guide of my life, it will never fail me. Amen. And when Abraham began to walk in it, God gave it to him. Now, interesting caveat to that story is that when Joshua came to the promised land, the Lord again gave them, and he said, and he named the borders, Euphrates all the way to this river, and, and he, he stretched out the borders. He tried to enlarge their mind. But do you know that according to history, that Israel never did possess all that God promised them? Because they didn't walk it. Somewhere along the line, they looked around and said, Man, this is enough. What's wrong with this? Aren't you satisfied, Brother Hughes? I mean, goodness. You're just always disrupting life. You're just always putting us out there on the edge. And, and this is uncomfortable. I know living for God is that way. When you're really living by faith, it's not always easy peasy. It's not always like you want it to be. Sometimes you have to walk in the dark. But I don't walk alone because I'm undergirded by a word that will never fail me. Circumstances may say one thing, but God's word says another. And when God's word says something, that's what I want to put my confidence in. That's what I'm going to put my life on, not what a man can say to me. Hallelujah. I, I don't know. I guess I'm a little crazy sometimes, but I've, I, I've come to understand this much about humanity is that many times we put our faith in the wrong thing. There's a lot of people that are all caught up in the supernatural. And they pursue the supernatural. And I'm, I'm not opposed to that. I love supernatural things. I talk about them and I, I believe in them. But sometimes people let the supernatural be their pursuit and not the word that produces the supernatural. Some people get caught up in the sensational. People can do. And people can, in all of these crazy things that people can do and people can manipulate your mind but the word is not something that manipulates the word just simply works and when you do it when you do more than just speak it and when you do more than just talk it but you actually walk in it you you live in it on a day by day basis it's not something that you hear on Sunday and forget on Monday but when you wake up Monday morning you put your feet down from the bed and you put your feet not on the floor but you put your feet on the word I'm going to walk in that word today what's going to happen I don't know I just know this as long as I'm on the word I'm not going down everything else around me may fail everything else around me may crumble but if I'm standing on the word of God that word will uphold me and that word will keep me sometimes the only thing we have to go on is stand still and see amen and that's what we need to do we need to stand still and see we just need to stand on the word sometimes 
All that he gives us is the word trust. Just trust me. That's all we have to live on. Just trust me. And sometimes you have to just let that be the undergirding of your life. Circumstances may say one thing. The doctor may say something. Some kind of other report may tell you differently. And people around you may say there's no hope. But I'm here to tell you that as long as I'm on the word, the word will not fail me. The word will not let me down. Sometimes all that he gives us is believe. Believe, believe. That's all that he gives me to hold on to. But if I'll hold on to it, I'll find the fulfillment of the promise. And sometimes that's all that you and I can do is just walk in what we know. And when we walk in what we know, God will bring it to pass and he will fulfill it. But it doesn't work until we walk in it. Amen. It doesn't work until you walk in it. When you live in it. When it becomes not just something that you read, but what you are. That's something that that I, I used to hear some of the elders pray. And when I would listen to them pray, I always wondered where... Where was the depth of that prayer? Where did that kind of praying come from? And then one day it dawned on me. It it came to my realization that the reason their prayers were so deep and effectual was because it was something that they lived in. They didn't just walk into it. They lived in that anointing. They lived under that unction. They lived in that atmosphere. And when they prayed, they prayed that same kind of depth of prayer. And here I am. I'm trying to get to the anointing. I'm trying to get under the hand of God. I want to change my mind. I want to get to where His hand is on me. Not trying to get to where it's on me. I want His hand to be on And the only way way I know for that to be is for the word to be under me because if the word is under me his hand is going to be on me amen and I may not have anything else to live on but a word but that's good enough it'll help you sleep at night it did Simon Peter they'd already put his friend to death named James beheaded him and he was next and the only reason he hadn't been beheaded was because It was a Sabbath and they didn't want to stir up any more trouble than they needed to. They were going to wait until the next day and then it was Peter's time to go. Peace. When the angels came, they had to wake him up. You talk about peace. I mean, they weren't, he wasn't chewing antacids and trying to find sleeping pills. He was asleep. We walk the floor and we get all stressed out over things that we don't know how it's going to work out. We're trying to figure out how it's going to work out. Here Simon is laying over in the corner of the cell snoring just as loud as you can snore, enjoying a good deep sleep. And angel had to push him, hit him, had to shake him to get him awake. How can you sleep like that when you're knowing you're going to die tomorrow? Well, he knew he wasn't going to die tomorrow. He knew that because the Lord had already told him. He had had an encounter with him after the resurrection. And Jesus made one statement. He said, Simon Peter, when you're old, people are going to lead you around when you're old. And he thought, he said, you know what? I'm not old yet. I'm still a young man. So what do I have to worry? 
Well, circumstances say, Herod said, your head's coming off tomorrow. But circumstances don't control my life. The Word is what I'm living on. The Word is what I'm standing in right now. And when everything else has failed, this Word will stand forever. And I am going to stand on it. And I am going to live in it. I am going to walk in it. Because that's my only hope. That's how this is going to come to pass. Not because I thought of it. Not because you envisioned it. But because God is going to make it come to pass. Amen. Amen. It ought to help some of you sleep better tonight. Just get the word under you. Amen. You think you're laying on a mattress, but really you're laying on a word. Amen. There's nothing that's more firm than the word. Matter of fact, if you need a bed that's softer, it'll be soft as it needs to be. Because the Lord can take a rock and make it a pillow when you're in His will. Jacob took a rock and made a pillow out of it. He was in a hard place. But evidently it didn't bother him because that night he had dreams and the heavens opened and a ladder came from the heavens down and he saw angels descending and descending. He saw angels taking his problems up to the throne and then those angels coming back with the answer. And he slipped right through the night and when he woke up he said, Surely this was the house of God. God was in this place and I didn't even know. How can you sleep like that when you're sleeping on the Word? When you're laying your life on the Word. You put your faith and your confidence not in what a man can say or not in what a man can do, but you put it all in the never dying, never changing Word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. It doesn't work sometimes until you walk it. But if you just start walking in it, it'll work. Amen. So like I said a while ago, you can take that seed and put it in your pocket. You can carry it around. You can get it out. I'm going to pretend this is a seed. It's not. Don't get your hopes up. And I'm not going to eat it either in front of you. Like some preachers that have a glass of water up here and they drink it in front of preachers, people. I'm not going to do that. This is a seed. Let's just imagine that that's a seed. has potential. Peach tree, apple tree, orange. It can bring delicious fruit. I can put that in my pocket and I can get out every day and say, man, this has fruit in it. Yeah, this is going, this has blessings in it. Put it back in my pocket. And that's how, that's how we live. We've heard enough preaching to save a thousand angels from hell. I mean, they would repent and already be talking in tongues if they'd heard as much word as some of us have heard. And yet it doesn't seem to have any more effect on us than as if we heard it the first time. Why? Because it's like this. We put it in our pocket. We take it home and lay it on the counter. And we don't ever worry about living what it said or doing what it said. We thought, man, that was a great sermon. But what was he trying to say? What was he trying to tell you? What was that word speaking to you? Why don't you try living that word this week? Why don't you try doing? Why don't you try being kind? Why don't you try showing love? Get it out and look at it again. Man, this got great. Do you know there's peaches in here? (laughs) I'm telling you, I mean, mouth watering, the sweetest peaches. My, great. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo, I got peaches in my pocket. I'm being a little bit absurd right now, but I'm just trying to make a point. Until I put this in the proper atmosphere, 
until I put it in the right context, it's not going to produce what it's capable of producing. And this word right here can come right here, but if it doesn't ever get down there, so that I have something to stand on. Somebody looks at me and said, how can you be so bold? I don't know, other than I'm standing on concrete right now. It's some solid ground. I'm, I'm, I feel comfortable. Well, don't you feel a little bit weird being out there in the middle of, of water? I mean, you can't walk on water. I know I can't, but I can walk on his word. Yeah, I can walk on his word, I, and that's all I need is his word. Just one word, come. Amen. What I'm trying to get you to understand is we, we put our confidence in the wrong thing. We think, well, I don't know if I can do that or not. You don't have to worry or wonder if you can do it. If the word says you can do it, you can do it. You can live it and it can be yours, but you've got to walk in it. Amen. You got to lay down on it and go to sleep on it. Get up and walk in it during the daytime. When you come home at night, lay down, not on your Tempur-Pedic, but lay down on that never-dying, ever-living Word. Amen. Some of you think that sleep number is the answer. No, the Word is the answer. Somebody thinks Tylenol PM is the answer. No, Tylenol PM isn't the answer. The Word is the answer. When you start living on it, when you walk on it. Amen. Sometimes that's all that you have is just a Word, but... It's enough. It'll help you sleep at night. It'll help you get up and rejoice in the morning. What are you, what are you so happy about? You lost this. Your job's giving out. You, you don't have enough money to pay your bills. I'm rejoicing in the word that I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed beg bread. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm living on the word. Come on, stand with me right now. I'm getting a little crazy right now. I'm, I feel <clears throat> like somebody needs to understand that the Word is not dead. It's alive. And when we walk in it and when we live in it, something happens. There is a, there, there, there's a, 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 a work that begins that, that brings that Word to pass in our life because we have activated it in our own heart and life. Amen. I don't know what you need from the Lord today, but I have a feeling that God has already given you a word to live on and a word to to walk in. Amen. He's given you a word to walk in. Why don't you do that? Don't, don't come to the altar today looking for a word. God's already given you a word. He's already given that word. All He's wanting you to do is just Come to the altar and stand on it and, and walk on it. Walk out of here. Walk on that word. Walk in that word. Amen. Let it become a part of everything that you do. Your thoughts are governed by it. Your emotions are governed by it. Amen. Your eyes are governed by it. I do not look with the natural eye. I look through eyes of faith. Because the natural eye can deceive me and the natural ear can sometimes betray me, but the Word will never fail. I'm going to stand on the Word. Hallelujah. I'm going to walk in that Word. I want it to become active and I want it to come to fruition in my life.
Lift your hands to the Lord right now and thank Him for His Word. Would you do that? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for every promise, every miracle, every supernatural work, Lord, that you have promised, Lord. I thank you for that today. I thank you for what that word means and what it is, what it's capable of doing. Lord, until I learn how to live and walk in it, walk in it, walk on it. Hallelujah. I'm not walking on land today. I'm walking on promises. I'm walking in the Word. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.